You're now listening to the I Got Fired Last Week podcast, where we discuss the challenges and opportunities around being out of work. If you're feeling lost, overwhelmed, uninformed, or simply uninspired, there's something here for you. I'm your host, Sam Eremarin, and along with my guests, we're here to walk on this journey together. Stay tuned. All right. Hey, everyone again. Welcome to episode two of I Got Fired Last Week. Um, In this episode, I wanted to talk about what I call the day after. And the day after is, as I'm sure you can imagine, what happened when I woke up the morning after having the conversation with my manager? Again, I'm going to put it out there. No slander. Absolutely amazing individual. Gave me so many growth opportunities. And I'm so grateful for just, I, I got to do some amazing work. It was work that I really cared about. And um, I didn't only care about it, but he gave me a slow start. When I say that, I mean, so I got employed in February, 2020. and the pandemic sent us home three weeks later, you know? So it was like, I'm still getting used to a new team, getting used to a new company, learning how everything works, learning how everybody worked, learning how the workload was, et cetera. But he just gave me like a lot of freedom and a lot of space to figure out, okay, so Sam, you're good. I don't need you to necessarily perform A1 on day one but we are going to grow eventually and we're going to get to a stage where, you know, we'll get there. But yeah, he was just super, 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 super cool. Um, But yeah, it should be interesting to explore this because there is a lot of vulnerability here. If I pause at some points, I'm sure you can imagine I'm processing this. This was last week. (laughs) So so yeah, um, I'm definitely going to walk through the five stages of grief because that's what it is. A redundancy is a breakup. And just for those who are probably thinking, you, you keep talking about redundancy, 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 what do you mean? I mean, a company can decide that they no longer need the services that you provide. Now, that's not to say that you are good, bad, right, wrong, etc. It's not even, well, many times it's not even a judge on your expertise. It's just to say that companies and organizations have an objective that they're trying to meet or that they're trying to fulfill. They have stakeholders, they have managers, they have people who they're accountable to. And because of that, they hire you to do a thing. That's what employment is. Employment is, I'm prepared to give you my time, my expertise, and my wisdom. You know, like I trade that and I fix your problem for a salary. So someone has a £50,000 problem, they are prepared to pay you £50,000 to fix it. That's how it works. So when redundancy happens, it's usually they're looking at how much they're paying you to fix their problem. They're looking at the size of the problem. And it's usually that that problem is no longer in their minds worth what they're paying you. So this isn't personal to you. It's personal to the problem and you being the person who meets and fulfills or commits to that particular problem. That's how I've always seen it. It's worked for me. And when I speak to managers and speak to organizations, that's the kind of thing which they tell me. They say, hey, Sam, you know, it's not personal. It's just business. You know how it is. True. I get it. Um, But here's what happened. As I'm sure you can imagine, I'm at home and I come off the phone and my wife looks at me. She can tell something's wrong she's like you okay i was like yeah i think um i'm being redundant 
she was like, what? And I guess the first question that people ask is like, can they do that? Like, is that legal? Like, you're on paternity leave. You're looking after your son. Like, what's... And I was just like, um, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, not sure. And I think the first emotion that I felt was denial. I didn't believe it to be true. Or I didn't believe that that conversation just happened. You know, like it's it's so surreal in the moment. Someone goes, yeah, um, you know, we want to thank you for the time that you spent here. Um Following a consultation period, your role won't exist anymore. There might be another role in the company, but, you know, given if, if you can't find a role, then we'll be terminating your contract. Cool. No problem. Thanks. And you kind of sit there like, what? That didn't just happen. That didn't just happen while I'm on paternity leave. That just didn't happen while I'm on paternity leave because I've now got a son to feed. That didn't just happen. When, like, like, you're literally walking through this array of emotions. So the first thing I did was... I wouldn't say I denied it. I just felt denial, you know, just like, nah, nah, maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like you really walk through this crazy emotional space. Um, and I, I think I, I probably very, very quickly evolved from denial to confusion. Just like, what, what even happened? Like, what was that? Um, just, okay, sure. Whatever. I'm a grown man. I'll figure it out. Um, it, ex I mean, I'm talking extremely quickly. Moved to anger, pretty much straight away. I was just like, "You mother beep 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 beep!" After all the work I did for you, that I would. When I tell you I was angry, I was angry. I was so frustrated. Um, because I was like, "How dare you!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I was having a, good, I was minding my business, you know. Sons on my lap, dancing, nah, 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 nah. I'm thinking, how dare you? How dare you um, do this again? Because if you remember, this happened to me in my previous role. Just to give you some context. So here's what happened in my previous role. And again, <laughs> again, I have to caveat it, probably because I signed some contracts, but I actually have to caveat it that there is no slander towards um, any of my organizations. I'm not going to name names, et cetera. It's, first of all, it's not fair to them. Secondly, because as I've been doing a lot of soul searching, I've realized that they were probably only half of the problem. I was also a big, massive part of the problem. Um, but in my last role, the way it worked was this. Two roles ago, that company merged with a US company and it just became chaotic straight away because... As I'm sure you can imagine, two heads of HR, two heads of IT, two heads of technology, two heads of law, two heads of this, two heads of that. And the UK and the US, they just see the world very different. So I remember at the time, my manager left, his manager left, and his manager left. Everybody was like, we are not doing a global merger. No, 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 no. They want to send me all around the world to do this stuff. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing two jobs when they only pay me for one. Like it just became really chaotic. I remember I even had a joke at that time. I was like, I just got to stay at this company long enough and I'll be the CEO in no time. Like these, enough people will leave <laughs> that the one person who understands how this stuff works will be me. But um, they all left. And one of the guys who left, he headhunted me. He was literally like, hey man, I'm working at this startup. You should come over. Super, super cool work. Super interesting. You'll be employee number two. And I went there and I probably learned the hardest thing about startups which is there was no defined role. You know, at the beginning, 
pretty much every week you're trying to stay alive. And what that forces you to do is, in that role, I was brought in as the testing lead. But I was testing, I was customer support. They asked me, hey man, have you ever done like IT infrastructure? No. Okay, no problem. You're the IT infrastructure lead. I was like, what? Like It was, it was just this big array of things. Saturday was a full working day. Um, there's a process that we used to kick off that probably about 1, 2 a.m. in the morning, it would just fall over. And you would have to wake up and then re-kick off the process <laughs> before like you come in in the morning. It was, it was, yeah, it was a mess. So I spent about 18 months there and my redundancy there was obvious. You know, they put me on a performance plan. And I remember this was super interesting because four weeks, so they said it's going to be four weeks. Performance plan, we just want to make sure that all is well, both sides. I said, okay, no problem. After four weeks, they called me in for a meeting and they were like, you know what? We only really expect people to improve in about one or two areas. You've improved in seven. I said, okay, cool. They were like, but we're going to extend your performance for another four weeks just to keep an eye on you. Cool, man. Sure. Um, yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I, I think I've shown you that I'm the person for the job and I can do the work. They were like, cool. Uh, had a two-week check-in. So we're, we're at six weeks now. Six weeks, how are we doing? Still really good. Everyone's super happy. Loving the work that you're doing. Week seven, really, really like it. So end of week eight, I was going on holiday. Week seven, someone who wasn't my manager asked me to do a piece of work and work with them, et cetera. It, I'll be honest, it was substandard on my side. I was going on holiday. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's why I said I processed it. A lot of it was my fault. I was going on holiday. So that one piece of work, I, I'm sure I could have done it a bit better. I could have understood what the re requirement was. I think um, it, was, it wasn't client critical, but everything in a startup is technically client critical. So end of week eight, I get called into a meeting and they're just like, so what happened in this situation? I was just like, I mean, I was got a holiday. Um, so yeah, I, I might've given it 90% instead of a hundred, but I still think it was really, really good work. They said, well, based on that, considering that you're in a performance period, like that's, that's a really, really big deal. And because of that, we're going to be terminating your, I was like, no, I was like, come on, man, seven weeks. I've shown you I'm the greatest. How come in week eight, I get, and I've always hated that stuff. It's like someone gets 95 on a test. It's like, why is it not a hundred? I mean, cause we're not all superhuman. Like, give me a second. So that was, um, I remember the emotions that I experienced in that one definitely weren't as mature as the ones I was experiencing now. I was, I was super, super angry about that one. I was heartbroken. I was super upset. I didn't know how to navigate. At least this time, I, I think I, I had a bit more of a handle. So yeah, I just wanted to give you some context because I, I keep on saying I've been made redundant twice. That was the first time. <laughs> the first time I was significantly younger. Um, I had no backup. I wasn't resilient. I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to push through. I was like, please, no, no. It was such a, I mean, it was just a moment, a real, like a moment in history. What am I going to do? I was just married, no child then, but yeah, it, it it was sad. So this one, um, a lot of anger because I was like, here I am again. Here I am again. That's where the story kind of culminates. Here I am again. How did this happen again? Um, why does this always happen to me or to people like me? What is it about me? Why do they hate me? I hate them more, etc. And Okay, so that's the second. If you imagine we started in denial slash confusion, then we've gone into anger. The third 
is bargaining. And when I say bargaining with myself mostly, was it me? Was it them? So I've graduated from anger. That's subsided now. I'm like, what went wrong? Like, what did, what was it? Like, what is it about me? Like, I thought we had a great relationship. Um, why, why would they do that? Maybe, and that's the thing. You can become delusional very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I know that the budget this year have been this. And actually, now this has happened. If I remember the conversation that X had with Y, then that makes sense. And I can see, and I'm now kind of creating all of these causal links in my mind about 101 reasons why it was their fault and not mine or why I should have expected it. The bargaining place, I think where that really comes from is that you're blindsided. And when you're blindsided, you step into this world where there must be a logical and justifiable reason that they would get rid of you because they wouldn't just do it. I mean, come on, like, I'm Sam, like, I'm good at my job. I've been doing my job, etc. So you're really, really peddling this line of, nah, it's them. I'm sure I've done some stuff. C could it have been me? I don't know. And then you start phoning around. What do you think? To be honest, my friends were more concerned with what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I was like, nah, don't even worry about that. Listen, I just, yeah, it's them. It's them. They're going to, I don't know. They're going to regret it. They're, they'll figure it out. They'll probably call me back and say that's not what it was. There's just massive like delusional bargain in your head that very quickly evolved into kind of a depression. And when I say a depression, I'm not talking about the the diagnosis of depression because I've had friends that have been through that. That is something completely different. But what I went through is probably a glimpse of that, which was not wanting to wake up as in like, it almost reminds me of um, when you're a child, you know, like there are kids and they're playing in a park and they're like, la, 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 I can't hear you. And they believe that if they can't hear a thing, it's not happening. That's how I felt. I felt that if I just keep my pillow over my head and I don't get out of bed, I don't have to deal with any of the emotions that I'm experiencing. And it would be easier for me to kind of just repress it, brush it under the rug and just be like, it's okay. Um, and it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay because I was disappointed in myself. I, and I'm sure societal norms feed into it. I'm sure stereotypical norms of me being a man and being th the provider for my family. I'm sure those things feed into it. But also it was a really, really embarrassing thing. And I don't know if many people, oh, I'm sure if you guys are my tribe, you understand it. But BMA redundant is such an embarrassing thing because now you start to second guess if you're even good at anything. I mean, like we spend typically a third of our lives at work. And when we're not there, we're traveling to there or we're traveling from, or we're thinking about, or we're spending the night before preparing for some form of work. Now, when that work feeds you and feeds the people that you love, when that gets taken away from you, it's a really, really embarrassing thing. At least it was for me. And I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't know who to speak to. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know many things. I didn't know many things. And I, I felt really low. I felt really vulnerable. Um, I was sad. 
I was just extremely, extremely sad. Um, and I think the hardest bit about that is the people around you don't want to see you that way. So they're optimistic before your time. Like I love optimism. I'm king of optimism. I, I believe I'm a genius and I'll figure everything out. I, I believe every business that I'll start will be amazing. I believe in it all at the same time that kind of comes at a particular time. <laughs> I mean, give me a second to kind of go through the low before I can pick up. Um, and my friends were like, no, nah, Sam, you're good. You'll figure it out. And I, I remember being on the phone like, I'd, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not. I'm actually, I'm, I'm extremely upset and I don't know what to do. And I hate the fact that somebody has had the power to do this to me again. It happened the first time and I didn't know what to do. Um, and here we are again. Someone has control over me so much that I'm now scrambling around to figure out what to do. Like that, I, I was so upset, so upset. And I think I want to speak to people who also feel that way. And I really want to validate how you feel because it's okay to be upset. Um, I think the first thing to remember is that emotions are okay. Crying is okay. I'm not a massive crier, but if I was, I would have cried. Um, yeah, like it, it was just a lot for me. Definitely, definitely, definitely a lot for me. Um, cry if you need to spend that time, do what's necessary. Um, yeah, it's necessary. Second thing I'd say is seek help. If you feel like you need to speak to somebody, speak to somebody, whether that's a therapist, whether that's a mentor, someone that you trust, um, anyone, speak to people. If you're like me and you express emotions through speaking, then get it out. Get it out. Um, even if it's Citizens Advice Bureau. You know what I mean, even if it's like you need to just, I need to be on the phone speaking to somebody because I don't know who I'm going to speak to. I don't know what I'm going to speak about. Um Park bench kind of vibes. Just say to someone, hey, I know that sounds crazy. We don't do that in the UK anymore. Like, hey, I know that sounds crazy, but I got fired. Like, do you have a set? Can we just speak? <laughs> I mean, like, I would love to do stuff like that. I'm I'm super shy. I'm introvert 101. I mean, not sound introvert 101, but I'm introvert 101, so I don't think I could do that. But number three is, it, hey, it gets better. It gets better. Those super low moments for me, thankfully, I had people around me that were encouraging me, pushing me, um, praying for me, just like, yo, man, like, what can we do and how can we help you? And what do you need from us? To be honest, it was time that I mainly needed, but I also needed space. I also needed somebody to look. I needed a hug, man. <laughs> I needed someone to look me in the face and just hold me tight. I know that not everybody has that. So I'm grateful that I had that. Like I had someone who could just look at me and be like, Sam, you're okay. Look at me. You're okay. You're okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that helps me a lot. So denial, anger. Um, I had to bargain with myself and with others, depression. Um, and finally, acceptance. Acceptance. And that was accepting the fact that, hey, it's happened and you can deny it as much as you want to. You can be angry at everybody, the world, if necessary, but Hey, it's happened. What happens now? 
I couldn't continually focus on the past. I couldn't keep on being like, how dare he? How dare they? How dare me? How dare? Sure. That works for like, again, 72 hours, a week max. But you eventually get to a stage where you have to ask yourself like, what now? And my what now was, how do I be productive? What can I do? How do I maximize every single day? Like I said, 90 days worth of expenses. I can't afford to sleep. Pardon me. And when I say that, I did sleep, um, just not much. <laughs> I probably spent the first week mad scientist writing, 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 writing. I'm going to build a business. No, I'm going to buy a business. No, I'm going to start. I know exactly, but I'm going to start a nursery or I'm going to start um, a cleaning company or I'm going to start this. I'm going to start that. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start. As in, I'm, I'm sure if I was to bring out my notes, you would see like just writing, 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 writing. And it was necessary for me. It was necessary for me to get it all out on paper so I could look at the options that I have available. That is such an important thing to keep in mind. You can't change their decision. What you can do is you can use the options that you have available to now start to ask yourself, what direction do I move into that gets me out of where I am today? Personally, I've said that I don't think I'm going to go back to a perm role. By perm, I mean permanent. So I don't think I'm going to go back to 37 and a half hours a week at this particular number, five days a week, maybe two days from, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't. I think what I'm probably going to do is a combination of contract work. Um, I'm going to try and build or buy a business, which helps me add value to something that already exists. Um, yeah. Like when I look at what that work was, by the time you combine the hour and a bit travel as well as the eight hours that I was in, eating a lunch in London that cost me 15 pounds. I don't think that's who I am. And I don't think that's who I want to be anymore. So, so that I get the opportunity to see my son grow and spend time at home. Um, yeah, I'm going to hopefully try some stuff out and see if I can make money a bit more ad hoc. It will force me to work harder it will force me to, again, not be comfortable with someone paying me at the end of every month. I'm going to have to look for opportunities to monetize in as many ways as possible. Um, family were a major help. Friends were a major help. People who have just been saying, what about this? 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 I'm going to try it. I'm really, really going to try it. Um, part of this pod is going to be me walking you through some of the things which I'm doing really good at, but also some of the things I'm failing at because, hey, I'm one person. So trying to chase 10 things at the same time probably sounds ridiculous. And I'm sure that there's a guru out there somewhere who's going to say, no, find one thing that you love and stick on that one thing because that's going to work. I personally believe that scatter your seed really wide because you never know which one of them is going to work for you. I don't, listen, I may be doing this podcast and maybe no one loves it. Maybe no one loves it. Maybe it's Sam, I really love your voice. You you might want to go into like voice acting. And I'm like, cool. Thank God I've got a, a portfolio of podcasts, which are basically an audition reel for a voice acting job. And that may end up being how I make money. And there you go. You know, someone may say, Sam, we saw you on YouTube, not a huge fan of your content, but we really like your face. And they may say, come in for a modeling shoot with XYZ. Cool, man. I mean, like that's how I am. Or maybe I'll blog and I'll be like, yeah, I'll be honest, we hate the blog. But your writing style 
super unique, have you thought about doing fictional children's stories? Like where I am in my life right now, <laughs> I, I, I have every option and no options. You know, all I know is that there are two people who are dependent on me and I'm going to figure it out and they can't starve. So I'm going to have to do something. Um, I would encourage you to do the same thing, which is go through the emotions. You've heard me in real time processing this. Go through the emotions, walk through what's necessary because, hey man, it happens. And this stuff has happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to you as well. I'd say what you do after this is where your value add is. How you move past this and the kind of things that you do that's going to define and determine who you are as a person. I'm a fighter. I am not going to allow this thing to destroy me. And I want you to say the same thing. Hey, this Samuel guy isn't special. So if these are the things he's trying to do, there's no reason why I can't do it. I'm really good at X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to, I don't know, film it on my iPhone and I'm going to put it out and maybe someone might like it and maybe someone won't. If they don't, that's okay. But if they do, that's an opportunity that I've got that I didn't have before. So be audacious. You know, don't be afraid to just jump in the ring and figure it out. The people who you aspire to be like have no idea what they're doing. And even if they do, they didn't on day one. I have no idea what I'm doing in this podcast. But when this ends up becoming 300, 500, 1,000 episodes, and it's just like, right, you're really good. Go listen to my episode one. <laughs> Go listen to my episode two. Who knows what I was doing? But imagine if this ends up blowing up and becoming something. Imagine if I get to feed my family off this. Imagine if I get to spend every day doing what I love and sharing my message with people. Wouldn't that be dope? So yeah, that's what I want to leave you with. Um, hey, if I can do it, then you can too. You're not alone. We're a tribe of people. We've all been made redundant and we're all figuring out ways to feed our family. You'll be okay. See you next week.